The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is it updated? Salutations, my good possums. Welcome to week eight game previews. Game previews. Yeah, a little little slide there. Guys, we have big news. We're going to have a second podcast stream coming out here. More news in the future. But, guys, we got a whole crew with us now at the IDP Army. We're just rolling through shit all the time. We're coming in first place in accuracy. We're having a great time with IDP Army. And if you are not on board with us, welcome. Hopefully you stay permanently if you are on board with us. Thank you. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. As always, follow us on all our socials. Ask us any questions. You want to know what Billy's favorite color is? Ask him. He'll love to tell you. Also, two hours before kickoff, every Sunday, live Q&A. Get on there. The turnout's been awesome. We love having you guys. Josh is singing songs and ranting about stuff. It's very entertaining. So, guys, welcome. We love doing the game previews. We live it so you can win it. Josh, Philly, what is up? Dude, I had some fire takes last week on the live show. Come back and see me. I swear uh, Jordan barely knows about offense, but he does know a lot about IDP, so we give him credit there. Uh, but no, glad to be here. Billy's favorite color is yellow because that's just that's the kind of person that he is. That uh, is not Great true. Sunshine. And for two ninety nine, you can figure that out in the super chat. All right. Um, <laughs> Starting only by fans, the way, though. That, exactly. I just tell people my favorite color. Um, actually, I'll just rank the top 560 colors, actually. So if you do want to subscribe to that content, let me know. Um, it's anyway, Billy in his box of crayons. Exactly. There's some really deep shades of red that I want to get you into. You got the big um, Crayola box, guys. Not the great Exactly. It's not 64. Saw. It was you a 128 pack. You got the full one? My parents never bought me that. Oh, yeah. It was a whole thing. I needed a whole like cart to lug it around. It was a whole thing. Anywho, how that make you feel? I know Billy's trying to get us rolling here. I just wish I had more crayons as a kid. I know. All right, anywho, what's up, Bill? You know, by how not colorful your personality is, that explains everything from the crayons. I just got a box of white, brown, and black crayons, and it was like, have fun, kid. Yeah, 50 shades of gray. I was just going to mention, we're getting the second podcast feed because we have noticed, and I'm sure everyone that listens to this has too, that sometimes these shows start to pile up and just every hour or every couple of hours, it feels like a new podcast is dropping. It's a little much to take up at one point in time. So to kind of streamline the podcast process, we are creating that second feed so that a couple of shows will be on there. A couple of shows will be, you know, still on the main feed you won't lose this show for example we'll 
be on the same feed that it always is, but some of our ancillary shows will move over to that feed so that it's not quite clogging up this one and you won't be able to, you know, get lost in how many podcasts that we're putting out at one time. Lost in the sauce, Gardner. Lost yeah, in Possums, the sauce, Yeah, we are a staple Gardner. here at the IDP Army, so we are going to stay on this main we one. We cannot get kicked out. That is not what this is about. Yeah, this is this is a main feed show, but... We're like a nice. staple food in the uh, the food pyramid. We're like wheat, at least, or something. <laughs> Like, oh, maybe maybe dairy, dairy but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But like Dynasty Tailgate, Dynasty Tailgate's getting relegated. It is what it is. It Kicked. is what it is. That's All right, like let's Brussels sprouts. It is it, well. It's really it's, good. I think but, it's more like the, you know, the sweets or whatever, whatever. Whatever the top of the pyramid. No, no, no. Yeah, Actually, I would top. say that it, I'd say that it's more like broccoli because like kids hate broccoli because TV shows tell them that they should hate broccoli. So like they're like, oh, Debbie. Ew. But like in reality, Debbie's kind of interesting. Like well, here, yeah. you know, a lot of people like covered broccoli with cheese, and that's how they got kids to like broccoli. I never experienced that. Uh, first time I had bro- cheese on broccoli, I was like 20 something. Like, it just was never something that ever came out of the Wiggins. Rewind. We're getting into a lot of childhoods here. And how did that make you feel? <laughs> um, well, I liked broccoli, so I didn't really get why cheese needed to be on it at all. Like, it just well. didn't make any sense. I'm not gonna lie. First yeah. time I ever had Brussels sprouts at Joe's house, and it had cheese on it, and I was like, "Oof, these are fire." Probably Brussels a stick of butter too, or three. I'll be mom first, first time I had that. Sprouts, man. Mean oh. Brussels sprouts. Uh, but no, actually, Brussels sprouts. Let's get on to the game previews. What we're okay, all. I was gonna go to a talk about. about broccoli, but I'm sure fine. it would have been yeah, Eagles, Eagles, blah blah blah, Eagles. I get it. <laughs> Broccoli's well, um, the same color as the <laughs> Eagles Kelly Green exactly. Green uniforms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um. Anyway, do we want me to attempt to do these again? It was Absolutely. Not, super humorous. I don't, you did really okay. good last time. I, I appreciate say, y'all lying rain. Okay. I put at <laughs> on there. I put at on there instead of verses, so you can know where it's at. I appreciate that. So the 49ers at the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Well, see, the stadium usually gives it away until we get to like Paycor, and I'm like, what the? Where is that? <laughs> Paycor. Anyway, so the 49ers are going to play the Rams, SoFi Stadium. There's a dome, so no problem with the rain. It's a stupid stadium built by a stupid owner, but, you know, whatever. Uh, It's 325, and the over-under is 41, well, just 41 points. So, Yeah, uh, the the thing about that stadium is it doesn't rain in California anyway, so I don't know why it's a dome. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, getting into the quarterbacks. Jimmy G's averaging 300 yards his last two games, and I think he's usable at this point. Uh, but you're not expecting much more than 17 points, uh, and you're just hoping that he gets those touchdowns while he can. Uh, I think he's a great QB for the future, uh, like backup QB for the future. My apologies. Um, so I think that's one of those guys you stash at after you make the bye week turnaround if you can. Um, and then Matt Stafford has just played terrible. He played terrible against the 49ers just a few weeks ago. Uh, and as much as I think he's going to turn it around, I don't think it's this week. He's benched for you if you, for some reason, still have him. Uh, tight ends are a lot more interesting. Uh, on of two players, one of two players that Stafford actually does like is Tyler Higby, and he is an every week starter, tight end number ten on the year right now with the early buy already uh, counting against this point total. Uh, and then Kittle, as I said on the live stream, Kittle's back, baby. It took a few weeks for him to kind of ease back into it, but he looks like the old Kittle we know and love. You don't need me to tell tell you to start him. I like it. You don't think Stafford's going to get any better off of that bye? I hope that he does, but I just, I'm not chancing my, and most likely if you're starting Stafford, you're probably three and four, 
two and two and five, like you're not excited about starting Stafford. Like if you, if you have yeah. the Mahomes by and you have Stafford as your backup, you wrote or die with him this whole time. You're like, this is the only week I need him for. Sure. But don't get excited. I'm just praying they got that figured out during the bye week. Mm-hmm. Cause that's been, really it makes no sense. Here. So everyone's darling. Kyron Williams was just activated off of IR. Uh, McVeigh was just saying, this week that he was at least a week away from activating him. So clearly he's not hundred percent. So that means we're going to see a healthy dose of Henderson in this one. 49ers are a tough matchup. So you're really just hoping for PPR work here um, on the Carol or the San Francisco side. I believe that we see a lot of McCaffrey in this one. He's really going to start to take hold of this backfield. The Rams are a tough matchup, but the 49ers want to see what they have with McCaffrey here. Um, Jeff Wilson is not going away. I do believe he continues being the short yardage guy for the rest of the season, limiting a little bit what you get out of McCaffrey. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't, I, but like, yeah. can we talk about it? Jeff Wilson's not startable. Like, I think he's not startable. You I just, think rosterable. I think hurts McCaffrey, though. Though. You could argue a flex. You could argue a flex. Argue a flex, but I think definitely rosterable. I've seen a lot of Jeff Wilson drops, and we know Christian McCaffrey's health level. Uh, unless Elijah Moore or Elijah Mitchell becomes healthy again all of a sudden, it's all three of them, then and only then is Jeff Wilson droppable, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, wide receiver wise. Well, the last time these two teams played, Cooper Cup had 19 targets. So, <laughs> shocker here, put him in the lineup. He uh, appears to be useful. Um, that Cooper Cup <laughs> came out of nowhere. Anyway, um, Allen Robinson, I still don't think you can trust using him. Uh, Van Jefferson should be back from injury this week. So I actually do kind of think Van Jefferson might be interesting for a flex spot. If you are in desperation mode, maybe you lost Mike Williams for a couple weeks or DK Metcalf might be out. Like one of those things happens, like then you will, you know, potentially be able to use Van Jefferson. Um, on the 49er side of things, Debo's an auto start, obviously, but I am interested in Ayuk. Um, he got 11 targets last week, and that was a game where they were passing a lot. So to have that kind of trust and target share in a game where you're going to need to pass a lot, that actually kind of means something to me. I don't know quite what it means yet, but Ayuk seems to be usable as well. So Debo, Ayuk, and then I'm probably going to cut it off there. Uh, one thing about Debo is Debo is not practicing right now with a hamstring injury. So keep an eye on that. Obviously. I mean, if, if he's we, if injured, he's... don't play him. <laughs> I just meant, I just meant that there <laughs> is a possibility that he doesn't play in which case I to the moon, you know, like definitely start him. That's true. Like, I think uh, he's startable either way, but you're okay. Good point. Have we heard Van Jefferson's name on the trade rumors at all? Have not, but they should not trade him because if Allen Robinson does not work, they're going to need him again. Allen Robinson yeah. works for the touchdowns, but too bad they don't use him for it. But they have 2-2. Two, two. All right, Listen. so who wins this one? San Francisco? 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> yes, San Francisco wins. For some reason, yeah, I got, I got San Francisco in on this. I think the Rams come back next week. and actually, I think they play like a real team here, but I don't think they're quite. They play the Bucks next week. They'll be back. <laughs> Auto back. <laughs> All right, getting into the next game. I'll take this one from you, Billy. We got Bengals, Browns, Monday night football, I think. Clear yes. weather, 47 over under at First Energy Stadium. Uh, wasn't I thought that was Paul Brown Stadium. Did they change it? Okay, anyway, that. nobody cares. Division game, <laughs> gonna be scrappy. Uh, division games always are. I think this turns into a shootout myself. 
Um, defenses are okay. I mean, they've had their, their hot moments. But anyway, we got Burrow coming in. And after the a lot of that Super Bowl hangover talk, uh, we got Burrow now with four touchdowns in both the last two games. And he's been just a lock. Uh, Brissette, uh, Cleveland's just waiting for Watson to come back at this point. Uh, you're not even touching that. Uh, and then tight end wise, uh, Hurst is a start here. Obviously, even with the big plays of Chase and Boyd, he's still getting his work in. Harrison Bryant with Njoku out intrigues me. Njoku's and that's another one who was out for multiple weeks as well. Um, if you want to pick him up, do that. I just don't think it's a start just yet. I feel like you have better options, but if he does slide right into that Njoku role, it could be really interesting. He's definitely a pickup. Definitely not a start there. I didn't see him on the on the people I should pick up list. Well, I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, let's not overthink it here. Chubb is absolutely balling out, and Mixon gets the Browns. And for my daily folks out there, we start every running back we can against the Browns. They just lost Jacob Phillips for the season, missing another linebacker. So Mixon is going to boss out in this one. The question here is Hunt. I am benching him, and you should have been benching him. He is doing nothing at the moment. He has had less than 10 touches in the past two games, and I'm assuming we hear some trade talk coming up here real soon with Kareem Hunt. So he's on your bench. Please don't start him. If he makes it past the trade deadline, I think he goes back to being a flex consideration. In the future, for sure. In the future, just not this time. Because if, if they sit him or do what they did with James Robinson last week, if they don't make a trade before Sunday, <laughs> hurts. Um, all right. Well, as far as wide receivers go, um, if you guys have heard of this well-known wide receiver named Jamar Chase, obviously he's yeah, usable. Um, okay. Well, it, he's a usable wide receiver um, for them. Uh, apparently, Tyler Boyd to the moon? Question mark. I, I kind of there was a matchup they were exploiting last week. The Falcons' secondary was terrible, so literally anybody could have looked good in that game. But I think there's just something about Tyler Boyd that burrow likes and it's whatever he's missing with t higgins they all targeted or were targeted quite a few times so it's not like t higgins wasn't targeted as much as tyler boyd it's just tyler boyd was able to make bigger plays with his matchup that he was using so i think all three of them are usable boyd may be more as a flex capacity on the brown side of things amari cooper is usable he is big play dependent um he got four targets last week he just happened to catch three of them for 70 yards uh, DPJ out-targeted him and should be in the flex consideration, but I don't like Brissett as a quarterback, so you're kind of just really trusting that Amari Cooper is going to be Amari Cooper. Like, that's all you're going to be hoping for the entire day. I think on a, a bigger bye week, since there's only – we didn't talk about the two teams on a bye, uh, it is the – wow, my brain. Los Angeles Chargers and uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I almost said Los Angeles Rams, and I was like, that's not right. That's not right. So – like there's only so many receivers that are out right now. Like, I mean, so mm-hmm. I, I think the thing is, but I honestly great intake from you guys. Like I didn't know to start Jamar chase, Nick Chubb and Cooper cup. I'm putting them in my roster now. Yeah. The yeah. Little known guys. You maybe you've missed them. Start your studs. Start. Your studs. Mm-hmm. Unless they're injured, which that was a good point by you, Josh. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Good job, Josh. If so it says, I'll take this one. Name, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Josh's Eagles get to go play Kenny Pickett in the Steelers on their home field in Philly at noon. The weather is clear and the over under is 43 and one half. I can't believe we didn't mention it. The, the two orange teams are playing on Halloween Bengals Browns. Um, anyway. Bengals win that one, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about that. We're gonna go ahead Bengals win Browns 
to the dump, not to the moon. Uh, anyway, so the battle of PA going on. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Trubisky. I assume it's Kenny Pickett. You don't trust it. Lots of interceptions. Uh, this team is, I believe, second in the league in interceptions right now. Uh, so you are not touching this with a 10 foot pole with Pickett. I hope you're even in like, uh, like super flex. If you have to play Pickett, sure. But if you have like Mariota or like someone else, put, put them in, hopefully you picked up Ellinger and you can take a chance on him. Um, yeah, but Hertz, Goddard, Fryermuth, Yep. 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 All three should have pretty decent games. Fryermuth has had uh, some really solid targets. Uh, I actually think this is Goddard's breakout game, but I've said that like three times now. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But regardless, you get 10 points out of them. Yeah. So you're going to start Jalen Hurts? Then? Yeah. I said, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I like me some Najee in this spot. The Eagles have made it absolutely clear that they are no joke on defense this year. But getting the running game going is a way to slow down that this offense, I think the Steelers go to Najee early. The Eagles are not giving up a ton of yardage, but Najee's getting healthier. And the Eagles are giving up about five receptions a game. So not bad for a team that scores like this. Kaiser White and TJ Edwards are getting the job done on defense, but I, I got to think that Najee is going to turn around at this point. On the Eagles side, you start Miles Sanders. The Steelers' defense is not good against the run. I have heard numerous analysts say that they are. They are absolutely not. Maybe if TJ Watt returns this week, it helps them, but they've been getting pretty much burnt all year on by running backs. Dude, this whole team hinges on TJ Watt and it so shows because like the first two games with TJ Watt or I think first game that he had, they're just phenomenal game like all around. TJ Watt is always in on a play on defense and since he's been gone, it's just been rough times. I just, if I hear that one more time with TJ Watt out that the Steelers are really good against running backs, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's true. Um, Moster right. showed you last week. That's true. Uh, wide receiver wise, Devontae Smith, yes. AJ Brown, yes. The, no, no contest for either one of those guys. On the Pittsburgh side of things, now this is interesting because Kenny Pickett's not exactly accurate. So these target shares, while they are massive, the balls are not always catchable. Um, Chase Claypool seems to have some kind of connection with him. I think you're good to fire him up. I think he'll be getting the main target share because. I still suspect that they may be trying to trade him and boosting his value artificially, which they've been doing perfectly because he feels like a competent wide receiver now. Um, and the other one, Deontay Johnson, I, I you have to start him probably with whatever spot you're in. Um, not necessarily the best matchup to draw. So if you do have a better option, I would not hate your opinion on keeping him on your bench this week. If you do have somebody else that's a coin flip, maybe take that side of the coin and not this side. Yeah, I actually hate all of the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers this week. I, one of them's gonna do good enough to start, but it's just the pass defense for the Eagles. Like with Pickett throwing the ball, you can't. I mean, somebody's gotta get open eventually. Like they're obviously gonna throw for probably around 200 yards at least, or somewhere close to that margin. But I just, who is it gonna be that gets the majority of that? I didn't mention Pickens, but the only reason I didn't mention Pickens is because I think this defense, when they see a rookie versus a rookie, I think they're gonna be taking advantage i think they're going to take pickens out of the game you would have to assume that slay is going to spend a decent amount of time on pickens with how much he has been used I, he's going to dare Pickett to throw pickens one of those jump balls because slay loves that shit that yeah. loves it so he's I, gonna dare Pickett to do that 
I don't know exactly how the Steelers line up, but I could see Slay on Claypool a lot though too. Claypool's been targeted a lot by Pickens, and also the fact that Slay Claypool is a little bit bigger, so Slay Slay <clears throat> will have a better mat or you know have the best well, match. They've been using him in the slot, so he's been covered kind of by a running back. Not running back. What I say that uh, linebacker Monte Maddox will be on him. Yeah, so or a linebacker. So one of those two. Anyway, I got the Steelers winning this game because that's how I play these bets now. I think Pittsburgh is going to win, but I do think it's going to be closer than like ten points. Yeah, I think the Eagles win. You think the I'm not playing the shenanigans. I was just kidding. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to speak it into existence, but doing the little reverse jinx. But the fact that you actually think the Steelers are going to win, you end up. I meant the Eagles are. I meant the Eagles are going to win, but they're not going to win by a lot. Whoops, I said that. (laughs) I was wondering, man. The I opposite. Too. I meant the opposite of that. I mean, the the Philly's going to win. Well, you know, you shouldn't put two uh, Pennsylvania teams on the same effing week ever. It just shouldn't happen. It's the battle of PA, man. Somebody's got to do it. It's confusing. Yeah, we hate it. All right. Well, I'm going to go on to the Packers versus the at the Bills. Um, Packers, not a great team. Uh, they're going to go on to play the at Highmark Stadium Sunday Night Football. Um, normally this would be a fantastic matchup on a clear night there. I personally think it is not going to be that at all, but we'll get into that in a second. So getting into the quarterbacks, uh, little known guy, Josh Allen, you know, not the defensive lineman. I know a lot of confusion there. You're going to go ahead and start him. Uh, and then Rogers, he may not look good doing it, but he's actually been pretty consistent from a fantasy perspective. Um, I actually like the start here against Buffalo due to the fact that he's just going to be throwing until the end. Uh, he's pretty much getting 20 points a game other than a couple like little bit of layovers here and there. So I actually do like the Rogers take. I don't think he does great, but I think just for the sheer fact of how long he's on that field, but Buffalo has put up enough points to pull quarterbacks. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Tight end wise, Robert Tanyan has some value here. Lazard is banged up. Not sure if he's going to play. Maybe someone else will give some update on that. Uh, but nobody else is going to do it. So someone has to. Why not Tanyan? Uh, I like the idea. If you have Kelsey or Herbert, uh, Tanyan could be a great fill in for you. Uh, Dawson Knox, I'm kind of just out on him all this entire year at this point. Uh, the targets just aren't there, and he's just too touchdown dependent. I, I feel like he should be rostered, but I don't want him on my roster. Um, he's on a team with a guy who throws a lot of touchdowns. So if you do plan on starting him, you're hoping you got one. I'll tell you who's going to do most of the receiving work for the Packers. It's going to be Aaron Jones because you do not run the ball on the bills. You can only dump it to your backs, which the Ravens and the Steelers did to the tune of 10 and a half receptions and 60 yards the last two games. So I think Aaron Jones gets a lot of that. In a PPR, he will be absolutely fine. He does have the opportunity to have a monster game in this one, especially if the Bills start pulling away. I don't think you can just shut down Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, on the other hand, you can shut down, and he's going to be on your bench for the foreseeable future. Um, Devin Singletary has played over 80% of the snaps twice now. Both of those were close games. So if we expect the pack to keep this close, I like Singletary. But in games where they are winning heftily, they seem to be rotating constantly so i don't think it's going to be close but i do think rogers is going to be pissed off and we may actually see a competitive game and this is looking more like a floor game for singletary i'm wondering if after the bye we don't see cook and uh if we don't see cook a little bit more involved in this one it's possible 
Um, wide receiver wise here um, on the Bills side, Stefan Diggs, auto start. Gabe Davis, auto start. If Isaiah McKenzie's healthy, which I'm pretty sure he is, he's a start in this one as well. And the Green Bay side of things, Alan Lazard is not in practice yet today. Um, if he starts practicing later in the week, maybe you consider him, but I wouldn't. Um, uh, there's nobody I would start from Green Bay. Uh, Lazard, if he's healthy, but I don't know against yeah. Buffalo. I mean, Lazard's actually been pretty consistent. Um, one thing I don't understand, going back to Joe's take, why do they not use Singletary? They don't use anyone else. Like, why don't they run the ball? Like Josh Allen, like they could, they own the game. They could literally own it more by running more. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that when they're winning the way that they're winning to rotate it and keep them fresh. I mean, that was when I was really diving into it. That was what was kind of shocking to me was that Singletary is playing over. I mean, he played 88% of the snaps last week or two weeks ago when they had a relatively close one. So there's 20 carries in the game, not by not including Josh Allen. Um, and 17 of them went to Singletary and against KC. So it's like, yeah, they obviously owned that game pretty early, which was great. But what if they just did that? Like, what what, what would Singletary Singletary would look ridiculous because he already yeah. looks pretty great as it is, and he's not even being utilized. I think he's averaging like nine carries per game if you got rid of yeah. week with six. Singletary. Pretty much, if you think the game's going to be close, play him. If you think it's going to be a blowout, take him out. It's kind of reverse ideas with running backs, but I don't know. After the buy, I'm hoping they the use it. Out, you start them. Go trade for Singletary if you can. Yeah. No, like, um, Bills. Bills win. Yes. Not only do the Bills win, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to take ayahuasca and disappear into the upstate New York wilderness and won't appear again until Detroit. That's my prediction. Maybe he just doesn't come back. Maybe he just goes off. I think he'll show up at Ford Field. I just think we, he will be missing for six days. Like, Rodgers isn't at practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not quite sure, but I think he's got an injury question. He, he just comes back last, and just like He was relax. last seen naked wandering into the wilderness of upstate New York. That's not Sasquatch. That's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. In his robe and everything, just wandering on down. Anyway, uh, getting into some of the last exciting games because it gets a little rough after this, but this is a a pretty good (laughs) slate. Uh, We got the Ravens taking off, taking off and going down to Tampa to take on the Bucks. Uh, We got it at Highmark Stadium, Sunday night football. Just kidding. It's totally not Sunday night football. And it's not Highmark. It's definitely Raymond James Stadium, and I read the wrong line. And it is is not that. It's Thursday night football. A lot of people have already been ruled out. It's going to be a great time. Um, So tomorrow, (laughs) or now, basically, you're like, what an idiot. Um, So Lamar Jackson, let's just get into the quarterbacks. I'm not doing intros anymore. I'm done with that. Uh, I'm not really sure if defense is just scheming Lamar really well at this point, or if Lamar is just missing Bateman this much. Um, you're obviously not going to sit Lamar because he's one of the top like six quarterbacks right now, which is sad that he's even in the discussion after his last few weeks. But here you are, and you're hoping he gets the touchdowns instead of the running backs. But the bright side is Tampa Bay did just get torched by the Panthers. The not-so-bright side is they got torched by the running backs. So there should be some lanes open for Lamar. You're just hoping for your touchdowns. And Tom Brady is sittable. Uh, you don't, you, you just don't want him on your bench when he does well is the problem. So I don't think you're sitting against the Ravens either. Um, he is doing good for a good game here coming up. Um, and QBs are finding success against this team. So 
I think you still start Tom Brady if you're in that situation. Obviously, if he's your backup and you have a better option, feel free. But I don't think you have a better option, so you're starting Tom Brady. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, the Browns schemed for Andrews super well, and I <laughs> there's going to be some aggression coming out on the field. I think Mark Andrews is in for a big one here, and he's like the only great tight end with Kelsey on a bye out there. So uh, I just feel like he's going to have just a monster day. And then Kate Otten, um, I would feel pretty decent about starting him. If Brate is out, uh, he's been just getting better and better and having more, more targets. Um, so in a deeper league, or if you're filling in for the buys, slide Kate Otten in there, or at least go pick him up. I think he's worth a, a, a stash at this point. Yeah. Make a move for Gusecki in case he goes to Tampa Bay. Cause I like that. Oof. That's a that's a trade right there. That is a trade. Uh, for the running backs, we got Gus Bus. He's back, baby. 60 yards and two scores. First game back. The time here was equally split between Drake, Gus, and Hill. Each played about 33% of the snaps. Edwards is the only usable piece here as he is the goal line back. He is an RB3 for me going to a matchup against Tampa that absolutely got bent over by Carolina last week. And then for the Bucks, we basically have a 60-40 split here between Lenny and Richard White. Ravens are no slouch against the run, but the Bucks need to establish it here. Neither back really got anything going last week. It was just kind of a weird game. I think we see a high-scoring game here, so I like both backs. Lenny is an RB1 with Rashad White being usable in a PPR. Yeah, I I want to see Rashad White. I'm just I'm so sad. I thought Carolina would be the game, and they literally went the complete opposite from what I thought. Such a bad game. Uh, on to the wide receivers Baltimore I would not personally start any of them Um, I don't think this is I mean although it does feel like a good matchup because the Bucks secondary is really banged up um, but Duvernay is big play dependent not really sure you know you're kind of coin flipping whether he's going to be good or not Bateman is a little banged up and I just don't really trust him out there as well. Apparently Lamar doesn't either. He does He does have the most targets on the team, but he's not exactly, I don't know, fantasy relevant. We'll put it that way. Um, on the Bucks side of things, you're going to use Chris Godwin. I think that is only real given here. Mike Evans is hurt. So we're going to have to see whether or not he is, a, you know, he's a game time decision. We'll see if he's officially in or not, but if he's not, I would say you're probably not starting any other Bucks wide receiver not named Chris Godwin. Gage is already out. So yeah, Gage is out, and I think Julio's a game time decision. <clears throat> he is over. Yeah. I um, think Evans is fine. I just think they're trying to cover for that ridiculously bad game. Well, I was about to say he might be giving out autographs before the game, and they might have zebra shirts on the people that are accepting these. So the, well, the refs were actually asking for a golf pro. Or Mike That's Evans was says. asking for a golf pro from the refs, which is pretty cool. He's already playing the offseason. Good to know. Um, no, I will say that I think Bateman is trending the right way. He's just got to get healthy. Um, he was a monster his first two weeks before getting injured. So um, actually, Bateman's on my trade block as well, or trade four block, I should say, because um, I think it's going to be a slow roll like the way Kittle did it, just kind of eased his way back, got better, got better. Um, so I'm a big fan of Bateman and I think he will, I mean, he's got, he has to throw the ball to someone and it can't always be Mark Andrews and DuVernay is like you said, kind of a splash play guy. So I just wouldn't do it this week, but no, no, no. I, 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 I get it this week. I'm just saying, don't, don't count him out yet. Just let him so get this out. This is our first real like debatable game here. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Who do you guys like? Well, I, d- I don't. I think it's Baltimore, and I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be close. I actually think it could be the Bucks. They're they just got embarrassed. Like I'm, yeah, I'm kind of old man. An old man four days later is going to seemingly beat a good Baltimore team. Don't think so. Uh, Baltimore has not been playing that great. Lamar has been pretty. The Bucks haven't either. <laughs> I understand that, but they still have all their pieces. I mean, they have some injuries here and there, but it's none of their big pieces. So I think that I think the Bucks take this one. I think it's a really good game, though. Probably the best Thursday night game we've had too. in a while. The Ravens have lost by like a total of ten points. I don't. I don't think it. No. So they're the Lions this year. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say they're not good. I said they haven't been playing that great to where I think that I'm just like, yeah, done. I think it's one of those trap games because they just lost to Carolina. Right, they got they got something to come out for. Tom Brady is. Mad. I hope so because I need a Godwin actual good game. I just I don't know. Don't know if a God game, a good good game, good one game. God, win. I need a God win in fantasy. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to play that out. Thank you for f- finishing that for me. I tried. All right. All right. Next stop's Dallas, where we got the Bears and the Cowboys. It's a noon game. AT&T Stadium is a dome, so no weather concerns, and it is 42 and a half. Both teams coming off a kind of spirited wins here, so let's see if we can keep it going with a good game. All right, so I got some takes on this one. Uh, Justin Fields. Not yet, man, but I am a huge fan of picking up Fields and stashing him right now uh, in case that Monday Night Magic continues. He looked damn good. He looked like a quarterback. I mean, I know the offensive line is busted, but if he can make those, when he scrambled out, he actually did it meaningfully. He actually went pass first, pass first, pass first, and then he took off if he had to, and it was very limited. Love Justin Fields. Not against this defense, though. Um, Dak Prescott, I'm a little nervous for Dak in this game, and it kind of feels like a trap game in a sense because I feel like I, I feel like he's going to find some success here. Um, but most likely if you have Dak on your roster, you probably have another quarterback to get you through all of that. Unless you just had Cooper rush and Dak, um, you're, you're looking at the bears and you're like, this is a bad team. They're, you know, blah, blah, it's the bears, whatever their past defense has been incredible. The bears are actually fourth in passing yards allowed per game tied for second in the least amount of passing touchdowns and third in interceptions coming off the injury. Let's give Dak some time to warm up here. I'm sitting Dak Prescott this week personally. Uh, and then Cole Komet, he's done a great job with limited action that he has. Unfortunately, the three targets per game just isn't enough to warrant a start for me. And then if Schultz plays, you play Schultz. Uh, the injury looks super concerning, but he did come back after that uh, knee injury. Uh, so he must be fine, and Dak just loves him. So, yeah. I'm on the fields train, man. As soon as I saw the, the report that they're taking plays out of the uh, Baltimore Ravens playbook and adding him to Justin Fields' repertoire, I'm like – all right, fields to the moon because finally you, you understand what quarterback you have on your roster. And if they can do anything like they did, like Jalen Hurts did, where he doesn't have to throw a lot, he just has to get that run game going. Bears upset, man. I'm sorry, but he looked good like reading the plays, though. Like, yeah, he had to flush out of the pocket. Like, that's going to happen with the offensive line that they have. I don't know where that ranks, but I know it's near the bottom. But he got out of the pocket and he was still eyes downfield. Basically, every time he's done it so far, it's like run, 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 and then that's when number one you get injured. Well, but they, des- they design the runs, which is no, they did design runs as well. Runs it scrambles. Really cool. It was scrambles. Yeah. Now it's actually a play that they're running, not him trying to do the Kyler Murray thing. But he's not fair. As fast. 
but I'm saying when he's actually scrambling as well, he looks good. He just knows what he's, he looks, he's still looking for the receivers. He's still reading the reads. He's just to the right or the left. You think Kyler Murray's faster than Justin Fields? Yes. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so. I think the reason it is, is because he's so little. It looks like he's running faster. No, it's factual that he's faster. That's factual. I want stats to back that one up. Though. I want a race. I want a race. I'm not, I don't, I won't believe anything but a race. I'm not talking about combine stats. I don't need that. I need an actual race. Okay. I don't so, know when you're going to, how you're going to get that, but fine. I should figure it out. So guys, Zeke is now a goal line back. I don't know. He got, he still got 15 carries last week, but Pollard took over as the lead back. He is far more efficient. And I think this continues against the Bears, who have been susceptible against the run. Losing Robert Quinn is not going to help that out. Both are mid-range RB2s for me this week. Monty and Herbert are experiencing a similar shift. Monty played more snaps, but he and Herbert essentially split carries. Dallas does have a really tough run defense. I'm comfortable using Monty as an RB2 or RB3. I do not think (laughs) I trust Herbert against Dallas, though. So no running backs to get overly excited about in this game. Nothing to correct you about, but you should be really excited about Pollard. Zeke is expected to miss the game. Well, so oh, is he? That it's not Pollard. official yet. It's not. It's not official. Yet. He's expected to miss in quotations. But if he does, Pollard, <sighs> what would he look like with a full workload? I'm actually nervous because Pollard is. I, he's better in a role where he's spelling a bigger running back. I just. It makes me nervous for Pollard. Um, but we'll see. Maybe with a full workload, he looks like uh, the greatest running back. I don't know. We did get rid of Quinn, so I don't, you know. That was actually, I, w- yeah, I was actually thinking the Bears were going to destroy in this game until they got rid of Quinn because I don't know who's rushing the quarterback at this point. Well, I won't bother you all too much with the wide receivers here. Lamb is a start. Um, Dak did not look good in his first game back, but I don't think, you know, I think we're just going to have to work our way back into it. But I think that Lamb is the only receiver I feel super comfortable playing um, out of the rest of the guys. Uh, on the Chicago side of things, Mooney is kind of big to play dependent. It's kind of the Amari Cooper situation right now where the targets share is more than Cooper got. I'll give you that. But the passes aren't always directly on to Mooney, and I think that he'll be covered by Diggs. Um, and Equin- Equinemius St. Brown is interesting to me, though. He has garnered quite the target share. And I think in that second banana roll, Justin Fields has finally found how he wants to use St. Brown on that the offense. And I think he might be usable this week in a flex role. What about Houseplant Pettis? The Houseplant. Um, is it raining? No. So, <laughs> nah, no rain. Pettis. Yeah, um, it's a dome. He's going to yeah, be screwed. Unless the Gatorade exactly. guy like spills or something. Uh, I actually think Mooney is a flex play for the rest of the year. I understand, except I I will say I understand why he would be more of a desperation flex play this week with Trayvon Diggs because he will be shadowing him for the majority of the game, I imagine. Um, But Mooney, like he's literally going 13, 9, 13, 8 these last four games. He is part of their game plan, whether it's working or not. Well, the the problem is Mooney should have scored a touchdown uh, two weeks ago to win that game. And it just, you know. He was held out at the one yard line. It's just like he's just inches away from being a big time player that you would start every week. But he's just story of my life. I really wanted that (laughs) touchdown too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I have the I have the upset uh, Chicago Bears in a really ugly football game, mostly defense, like four picks in this game. I think the I think the Bears win. I don't mean I don't think it's easy, but I think the Bears win, and it's not 
you know, I think the Cowboys are going to have a lot of questions after this game. Do I try Josh's method and say you should do, <laughs> you should do my method? Cowboys win. <laughs> it's been working for me, man. I'm, I'm going to keep it going. Let's, when do you look at the Bears division odds at some point? Just saying. I, a few, few I mean, the Vikings look good. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Anyway, I'm going to try an intro again. It didn't work very well last time. Dude, um, is, is it your turn or no? We're not doing it turns is. anymore? It is it's my turn. Not. Joe, Joe just went, and now it's it was me. It's because he skipped me, bro. Cardinals and Vikings. We got U.S. Bank Stadium, the home of the U.S. Bankians. Uh, noon in a dome. Forty nine is the over under. And we got some exciting fantasy football for this this game. I, I don't know if this game is going to be good or not, but there should be some points put up here. Uh, we got Kyler Murray quietly the QB seven right now, drawing the Vikings off their bye after giving up to 400 plus to Teddy Bridgewater and company. Um, and now that Hopkins is back, he at least gets the hundred yards. So you got that going for you. Um, I think he'll be fine. Honestly, I think this should be one of their better games here. Uh, the Vikings defense isn't a super big threat and they do have some uh, weapons down the field. Uh, Zach Ertz, as I predicted before the season came crashing down with Hopkins return. Uh, but this is also due to the fact that they went up quick and held the lead really easily last week. Uh, and with the state of this tight end situation, you are playing him. He is still a top five tight end uh, and can still do great work. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk gets one of the better matchups here uh, against really porous Cardinals defense. And he's actually my awesome possum quarterback of the week. But that's not all. Irv Smith is my awesome possum tight end of the week. Or Dolchich, depending on your uh, your price tags there um i'm thinking irv smith here you know they they're they're going against the cardinals the cardinals drafted isaiah simmons because he can match up against the elite tight ends Uh, i wouldn't say irv smith's an elite tight end yet uh but guess guess who was the 31st worst defense against tight ends guys guys the cardinals it's this that's right it's the square hole uh, it's the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, so fire up Irv here. Um, I'm just, I'm a big fan here. I just, this is, I, I don't understand the Isaiah Simmons thing. It never worked. And I don't know Dude, why the Cardinals haven't been able to defend a tight end for the last decade. It's why they, they drafted Isaiah it. Simmons. They I got know. rid of Jordan Hicks for Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Hicks is over here getting 40 tackles a game. And Isaiah Simmons, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he's definitely not covering tight ends. He got a pick six last week. <clears throat> he's not covering involved. the tight ends. Not well, that's for sure. I like the I like the Kirk and Irv stack there, though. Kirk and yeah. Irv. I mean, Dolchich is still super cheap in daily, so I like the fact of putting Dolchich in there, and he's getting his work. We'll get into that in a bit. But Irv, I, I think he's due for the breakout. He's had good games. 
uh, it's just really good. He really does. Definitely passes the eye test. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're getting nines and eights the last couple games. He did have a pretty – I mean, you want the touchdown, obviously, but uh, you want some more yardage, too, is the big thing. And that's what he was like kind of supposed to be as more athletic tight end. So hopefully he can actually get that and stop throwing it at Thielen or something. Do love me some Irv. So, uh, Connor, James Connor is returning from a rib injury, and Daryl Williams is returning from a knee injury. They both returned to practice today, this week. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Eno has earned more snaps, but it's going to be really sketchy to trust, especially if these two do play. Uh, The Vikings are kind of middle of the road against running backs. I think we see Connor take over the short yardage guy. Eno continue to operate in the middle. Keontae Ingram was a nice story, but we're going to have to wait on him. So don't start any Cardinals running backs unless you absolutely have to. If that's the case, Connor is probably your guy. Maybe, you know, I don't know about that one. Dalvin gets a tough matchup this week. The Cardinals are pretty good, but he's an RB1 regardless. Side note, Alexander Madison is not starting for you, but I've seen him dropped many places due to bye weeks. If he is available, I would try to figure out how to get him on your team. Me, me, I picked him up a couple times. It's just great. I love seeing it. Got Herbert in a couple leagues. I've gotten him. I've actually, Mooney is one of my guys to watch out for. I've seen him dropped in multiple leagues. I picked him up in two leagues. I just saw him dropped in another. He clears waivers tomorrow. Or, no, Friday. I got Thursday. Got to keep an eye out. Sorry. Friday. Friday. Uh, I don't know. Wide wide receiver-wise, Arizona forgot they have another wide receiver on the roster other than Hopkins. So, if you don't have Hopkins... Just doesn't look like you're going to get any points at all that you had any other player on that team. That's not a tight end or not DeAndre Hopkins, no other wide receiver. Anyway, um, on the Viking side of things, it's been a pretty even split between Jefferson and Thielen. Um, obviously, Jefferson's still the best wide receiver on the team, but they're both getting work. So both usable. Fair. Uh, poor Rondale Moore, though. Can we talk about it? he catches a 30 yard, like great catch to start the game off and then is never seen again? He had one more target yep. the rest of the game. God, I thought that was the call of the uh, the year for me in the IDP super fun league. Super but awesome Hopkins fun to the moon. Yeah, it's Hopkins. But I, I, I'm curious what happens with Marquise Brown. Is he done after this? Like, are we worried about that? There's no way. I think once he gets back, it'll be a more even split. But there's just no other wide receiver that is Hopkins on that team. That's fair. Uh, who wins this game? I honestly, like, don't know. Um, I'm actually, I'm going Cardinals. I'm really sad that that went to me. I don't know who to pick. I'm going to pick the Cardinals, though, because I don't think the Vikings hot streak continues. This just has a weird weird energy about it for me with the Vikings. It just seems like a, a game that they trip up on. I don't know. Just just something about it. Coming off. They're the literally bye. coming off the bye going against a team that's kind of been weird. Exactly. It it's a game a that they should obviously win. It isn't in prime time though. So, I mean, Kirk may have the best game ever. I will All say right. that this is going to be a fun game for fantasy though. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. I, last time I said that it was a disaster. So I didn't say it. I'll let you say I'll, I'll let you say it so that it actually happens. Because if I, I say didn't it, say it stack everyone, Billy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never saying it ever again. I, I'm ever like it's never coming out of my mouth. All right, um, on to the Giants at the Seahawks at Lumen Field. Um, there will be lots of rain. It'll be a big rain game. Um, big rain game for the. I put uh, that in all caps for you too. Seahawks and the Giants. I appreciate that. The weather report just says lots of rain. So I mean. 100% chance. <laughs> All right. 110. 
Quarterbacks. Uh, Daniel Jones drops a 30 bomb last week, and he kind of did it by himself uh, with the 100 rushing yards. Uh, I would say this was ever a matchup to use him. It's this one, but now with the rain, it throws me off. Uh, he I wasn't completing sp- a lot of passes anyway. He does. So. I was going to say, he got 30 points by basically running run. the ball. So <laughs> it's him, him and dump offs to Wandale. I'm all about it. Uh, I don't know. If, if you got Herbert or Mahomes and you picked up Geno Jones, I think you still rock it. <clears throat> um, but Geno, on the other hand, has come back down to reality at this point and is just officially not that guy anymore. Uh, since the Kenneth Walker breakout, he's just not the same. So you're sitting him this week, and that train has crashed and burned. Tight ends, poof. Rough Parkinson Fant Disley. Ah, Disley, if you want one, but he, like, if you don't get a touchdown, you're screwed. You got nothing. Uh, Bellinger lost his eye, and now we got Chris Merrick. Merrick, Myrick, uh, did have a pair of catches for 20 yards after Bellinger left, so still a no for me, dog. I mean, if you're in like a 14, 12, 14 team league, you need a tight end. You can no, nope. you got to be in a 16, bed. you got to be in a 16 team league to have him on your roster. So, you know, Noah Fant's <laughs> gonna do it this week because. Disley did yep. it last week. So. Dude, on the real though, I hope Bellinger's eyes okay because that was. I do too, fun. dude. I, I was saying that was the worst injury I've ever seen in football. I've We've seen, seen some. I've seen the really legs bad. break. I've seen everything. Uh, that was horrifying. Dax's ankle will forever be a uh, image seared in my mind when he broke. Dax's ankle. ankle was bad, but I literally still have goosebumps from watching this Bellinger eye. reach for his eye and just blood pouring everywhere immediately. I have still not seen that clip by the way oh dude like, it was so bad i don't think I they're think gonna they, replay it no man the defender just straight so i think he was trying to punch it was, the it was ball Devin Lloyd. and he just yeah he just straight fingered his eye it was not as much fun as it he, sounds I, I can't remember what it was broken orbital bone and something else like some other like ridiculous you know, eye injury that yeah. basically holds your eyeball in yeah if we yeah. have any medical people out there please please fill us in on Correct. that because that looks anyway. horrible <laughs> Anyway, onto the onto the running backs. <laughs> the Giants' defense is surprisingly good. However, they have given up over 120 yards rushing the last two games. Kenneth Walker is a must-start at this point. I don't need to tell you that. He is looking like a top-five running back the rest of the way. And Saquon is facing a bottom-five rush defense. So fire both guys up with confidence, especially in this rainy game. It's juicy, juicy, juicy. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Juicy, oh, juicy, juicy. You said that was sexual there, Billy. It, it, well, I'm just pretty, going off of what was said to, to me. Cool. Yeah, ain't that the truth? All right, wide receiver time. Um, on the Seahawks side of things, Lockett is somebody you can lock in. Um, yeah. With DK, with DK Hurt potentially out for the game, we don't know that. I was something. I thought he was out for a couple of weeks, but I might have been wrong. That injury looked so bad that I just assumed so. But there's no definitive statement whether he's out or not. Um, but Marquise Goodwin might be a sneaky flex play coming up here. I, I maybe going to take one more game to fully believe it, but he was electric in that chargers game and he really gave them a good, nice spark on offense. Um, on the other side of things with the giants, my awesome possum play of the week at wide receiver is Wandale Robinson. The Seahawks give up a ton of, um, well, I, I wouldn't say they gave up a ton what Austin Eckler did to them last week was catch 12 balls and get a ton of receiving yards. I think that's going to be exactly what they use Wandale in that same role. I mean, it will be Barkley a little bit, but I think Wandale fits the, fits the mold a little bit better. And in a rainy game like this, they're not going to trust Gino to throw the ball downfield a whole lot. Slayton, I don't think is usable for example, but Wandale 
is somebody you can use in the lineup. I think he's going to get targeted often and potentially runs out of the backfield. Um, I like his chances this week, and he's pretty cheap in DFS. Yeah, with uh, his speed and the weather and those short dump offs, that sounds really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I love me some Wandale. I'm sorry I didn't mean to step on your toes in, in my preview, but I do want to say I have a, a fireball bet to pay up to our boy Rouge Roo. Uh, I bet that Pittman would score more points than uh, DK Metcalf, and I don't I don't lose on injuries, so take mine. Pittman didn't have that good of a game. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brown apple bet in there at the end. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't have any fireball. I think the Giants win. I think they keep it rolling. Um, this is a good game, for, a good spot for them, um, I think. Absolutely not. I'm t- Actually, you know what? Go Giants. Maybe I'll do the reverse thing because this is bullshit. They need to lose. I do too. I just, they're, this is a good game for them. I'm going Giants. I like that one a lot. I hope they lose. So, uh, <laughs> hop in our little jet. Fly right on down to New Orleans to the Caesars Superdome where the Raiders and the Saints are playing at noon. There is no weather unless it's just a bunch of fans pouring beer all over each other. The over-under is surprisingly (laughs) high at 49 and a half. Guys, what do we think about this game? This this has a shootout written all over it, but that's exactly why I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Um Carr is actually doing pretty good right now. Although he's not getting the touchdowns, he is getting the yards, uh, averaging over 250 yards per game. Um, you you start him, I think, and hope he gets two of the touchdowns instead of uh, Jacob stealing all of them. And then Jamie's... Oh, nope, sorry. He's healthy, but we're going to play Dalton. Um, I don't understand this. I'm not playing Dalton uh, ever. Um, with a healthy Winston, I'd be down. Or a starting Winston, I should say, because he is healthy. I'm just hard passing on that. I, I sure he could do it, but like at what cost to your sanity? Um, Come on. Why are you doing that? A lot of tight ends in this game. I don't even know where to get to here. Uh, Waller or Moreau Waller. You're ab- absolutely playing him. Moreau. Absolutely not. Uh, the saints have not let up a touchdown to a tight end all year and haven't let up more than 35 yards more than one time. Moreau can't do it, but I think Waller could, although the injuries are ridiculous with him. Taysom Hill, dude, just go buy a Powerball. I think it's up to $700 million right now. Well, I guess it would have been drawn by the time you listen to this. Uh, but you have a better chance of hitting that, that than picking up the game that Taysom's going to go for three touchdowns. It's not going to happen. But he's still a yes for me. Like, still play him. Like, if you if you don't have anything better and you're just playing the, the gamble game with tight ends, you literally never know. Uh, but one thing that is cutting into his workload is Juwan Johnson has had a couple good games <laughs> in a row. And honestly, I think he could be used, once again, unless it's a Taysom Hill game. So for me, I would start Taysom and take the chance and hold on to Juwan Johnson, see what happens. But at the same time, it could literally flip-flopped, and it's just a nightmare because there's not that many good tight ends, but both of these guys could score 10-plus. New nickname, Powerball Hill. Calling it. Dude, Powerball Hill. Power- just go buy one. Powerball just, Hill. just go buy one. I agree, man. Dalton's a real sketchy start, but you know who isn't? Jacobs and Kamara are really awesome starts they're really coming on the last three weeks i don't see any controversial way you could sit them the saints and the raiders are both middle of the road defenses with struggling passing games the raiders are giving up over seven receptions a game to running backs burkhead pierce and dare just beat them for 14 receptions combined last game so alvin kamara is an awesome possum start of the week for me proud of that i'll be here all week <clears throat> Now, the Raiders defense to... looks like trash, so yeah. Sorry, Bill. 
No, you're good. On to the wide receiver portion of our program. Saints, um, my awesome possum play of the week. I'm kind of piggybacking, and we're going to go Chris Olave. Um, he garnered 14 targets last week when they played the Cardinals. He only caught half of them, but, you know, that's Andy Dalton for you. Sometimes they're going to be good. Sometimes they're going to be bad. Just the world we live in. On the Raiders side of things, um, you are definitely – Devontae Adams, they forgot that they traded for him at the beginning of the season, but they have remembered now – why they traded him. And now he is getting the target share that you thought he was going to get when he was traded there. So he's all automatic always. Um, Renfro and Hollins are very interesting flex guys. One of them is going to catch a touchdown. You're going to be happy about it, but the other one's only going to catch like four for 45 or something like that. And you're going to be like, damn it. Why did I put him in the lineup? So if you're willing to take that chance of touchdown dependency, that's really all you're hoping for here. I feel I like really if Waller cons would go away. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if Waller's Wall- out, Renfro's a good play, but if he's in, he's a bad play because there's only two guys. And for some reason, Matt Collins is part of those two guys. So touchdown yeah, machine. It's, the it's got it's so awesome. Yep. He couldn't cut it in Philly, so he's cutting it in LA. Or LA. Oh, he has not L- cut the LV. Afro. LV. Just let it be, man. The hair is amazing. It's luscious. It's feathered. You just do not see it anymore, Cotton. Uh, who do you guys got winning this game? Like, Raiders. should be a comeback for the Raiders here? Start their... Uh... The Raiders are on their way back up. Hey, they've never lost a game by more than, like, six points this entire season. In fact, they should have won several of these games if they wouldn't just be doofuses like they were against the Chiefs. So, the Saints are just a bad football team. Like, that's all it is. All right, getting into our next game. Uh, do you know who else else hasn't lost a game by more than six points? The Eagles. You know who the Eagles beat in the Super Bowl in 2017? That's right, the Patriots. We got the Patriots at the Jets, MetLife Stadium at noon. What the hell? Weird way to get there, but I got there. Yeah, like really that? weird way of getting there. I don't know. I just wanted to a lot of dots there. The Eagles. A lot of dots. Pick, put them together, guys. Uh Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, quarterback situation. Uh, Mac Jones is apparently starting for some reason. Uh, Zappi did have a pretty mediocre game against the Bears. Uh, but you're telling me that Mac Jones would have done better? Nah. Uh, you're sitting all Patriots quarterbacks. Uh, but I do say get Zappi in Dynasty if he is available. And with Mac Jones getting back, people may drop Zappi or he may just already be available because nobody trusts in him. Eat that cheeseburger, my guy. Uh Zach Wilson, um, I just keep telling you guys about this guy. He's just not the guy. Nobody listens to me. And I, it, anyway, uh, after Brees went down and it was on Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson for the game. Yeah, they won. But you know what he did? Absolutely nothing. Drop him. He doesn't deserve to be on a fancy roster. Uh, tight ends. Hunter Henry, Johnu, wasted talent here. Sit them both. Uh, Conklin, I personally just don't think he has the consistency here and in my opinion no pass catcher is viable until wilson goes fair enough it's a little brutal like i'm that. sorry that, so that, that means everything in this game is on the running backs so mm-hmm. we saw what the bears just did to the patriots and the jets offensive line has been opening up holes left and right they did lose Bar- Barrett tucker here so it's a big hit to him um james robinson is no breeze but it is a great opportunity for him to be a high-end rb2 the rest of the season Michael Carter was just not drafted to be a number one back. 
if I have Robinson and Carter, I am using them both as upside RB3s. I'm not going to get ahead of myself here, but very, very usable. Stevenson has totally taken over for Harris. I know Harris is coming off the injury, but Ramondre Stevenson just looks really freaking good. And we know the Pats are going to lean on these guys in this one uh, because of their quarterback controversy. So Jets have a solid defense. They're not giving up much, but we're going to use Stevenson and we're keeping Harris on the bench in this one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, wide receiver side of things, uh, Garrett Wilson gonna have to play him. He, it's a, it's a hopeful one. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he's probably not going to give you a big game, but I, I I don't know what else to say. The Jets don't have a good quarterback, so your receivers are limited. Um, other than Braxton Berrios, which is the greatest receiver of all time. Um, on the Patriot side of things. Uh, Jacoby Myers is the only usable wide receiver on this team right now. I really think Tyquan Thornton is going to come on eventually. I thought that was going to be last week, and it was not. He was barely used in that game against the Bears. Barely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, the Patriots don't really have any other useful wide receivers on this roster that they care to use. It's the Jacoby Myers show until further notice. Uh, I actually disagree. Uh, Tyquan Thornton was targeted five times in that game, and he did did only catch one of them, but that was the Bears' past past defense. Yeah, but okay, but Tyquan Thornton's not a down the field wide receiver. He's uh, catch the ball behind the line of scrimmage and run fifty yards. They didn't do that. I do agree. Mac Jones is trash. I wouldn't start him either. I'm just saying I like Tyquan Thornton. I kind of agree with you. But I like I him too, but it's not yet. I mean, until he's consistently good, I'm not going to say he's a start in any format. Flex consideration if you roster all of the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers. Desperate. Desperation mode if you're using that. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, who wins this game? Pats. Yeah, I think, the Patri- I think the Patriots are pretty embarrassed after last week. I don't think it's Mac Jones that does it, but someone wins the game for them. Bill Belichick couldn't beat the bears to pass George Hollis. So he's going to, he's going to do it in against the jets, which that was just an out of respect thing. Exactly. It's exactly what it was. It was just out of respect for him. Um, all right. On to the Titans at the Texans. Um, this is played at NRG stadium. Texans are on a huge tanking kick right now, I think, but you know, we always, we assume this was going to happen at the beginning of the season. Yeah, uh, just, just really quick before oh, you sorry, get into it. Um, Grugier Hill has demanded a trade from the Texans. You know what team drafted him? It was the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, now you can go. Yeah, I remember. Technically not did you true, want me to? Did you want that's, me to? He was drafted by the Patriots, and he was signed off the practice squad to the Eagles. But he became a thing on the Eagles, and thank you, Joe, for bringing up the Eagles. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Speaking of the Eagles – Let's talk about the tight ends from, or the, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, Ryan Tannehill is technically questionable right now because he did not practice on Wednesday. He has an ankle injury. Uh, and honestly, in a super flex league, in a desperation move, if Tannehill sits, I kind of like Willis to go off. Uh, Texans have been pretty decent against the pass. Let's be real. If Willis plays, he's running for 120. It ain't about the passing for him. Um, I think he could fill in a lot better than some of these other quarterbacks. I think it's about time for the takeover, but we'll get to that later. Um, so just keep an eye on Tannehill, but you're not starting Tannehill and you're definitely not starting Malik Willis and like, unless you're in a desperation, but I do like the interesting possibility of him. 
Uh, David, I didn't even write anything for Davis Mills, but you're not starting him. Uh, and then no tight ends of note here. Nobody cares about Hooper or Brevin Jordan. I, except for Joe. Joe cares about Brevin Jordan a lot. A lot. I like Brevin Jordan too. Yeah, but he oh, hasn't I don't even know how to say that. Oh, could, what, what's the Titans tight end? Uh, that's all for you. That's all you. Oh, what's his oh. name? It's like, oh, God, I love him. Know. No, Bomber's going to blast me if I try anybody's name that I've never said before. You should not even try. Degosium Okonkwo. Definitely a stash on the taxi squad in Dynasty. Get him. He, I mean, yeah, he's looked better than Hooper by having yeah. three catches and a touchdown in one game. <laughs> yep. It's been impressive. <laughs> the King gets another matchup to steamroll in this one, though. Averaging 32 touches a game over his last three games, he gets the oh. Texans, who just allowed Josh Jacobs to post 146 yards and three touchdowns. This is an awesome possum matchup for the ages. On the Texans side, Damian Pierce is a low-end RB2 this week against the top rushing defense in the league out of the Titans. They are giving up receptions, though, and we are seeing Dare Ungwale seeing more snaps in that role. Someone to monitor for deep leagues or cheap daily start, as I expect Houston to be down in this one. So, guys, monitor Dare. He's coming on. Guys, so... Averaging 32 touches or touches a game is just a wild stat. But you guys remember week two when everyone was like, Derrick Henry's done. He's nothing. Blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Not to sound like Jordan over here. That's Jordan's mocking voice. But he's not done. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. And y'all were stupid. I hope someone traded him away. And I hope someone got him for some stupid cheap, like Javante yeah. Williams or something. Fair enough. All right. I, I was in you... an argument with a feller the other day about trading Derrick Henry. <laughs> but actually, yeah. Uh, wide receiver wise, Tennessee, I would not start any of them. Um, there's not. I mean, Robert Woods. I guess if you just for old time's sake want to throw him in there because I've tried. Houston's... I've tried. It doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Maybe and, if Philly uh, speaks it into existence, it'll work. Here's the thing: Houston secondary has been sneaky okay. It's it's not it's not your your grandpa's Houston secondary uh, behind Petre, uh, Petre and the and the guys, but I would not pretend I would not trust them. That's just my that's just me. Just a victory well, lap one more time before you get to the sure. other the other side. You remember when Traylon Burks was gonna take over AJ Brown's role? <laughs> he is. Shut up. <laughs> when he is, it's not happening this year. He's currently hurt, so you know that's a. Injury-related matter. He had four games. Um, he hasn't looked good. Anyway. On the Texans side of things, Brandon Cooks, I think that this might be the last hurrah for Brandon Cooks, so I think they're going to try to use him um, just to show him off one last time before they potentially trade him November 1st. We'll see. Um, other than that, I don't advise starting Philip Dorsett in any way, shape, or form. He caught the touchdown last week. Don't think that's sign of things to come. I think that this is a tanking roster. Maybe you could you could start Nico Collins at a sheer. Maybe Davis Mills just airs it out the entire time, but I don't I don't personally think you should start anybody other than Brandon Cooks. Hey, Nico Collins is actually having a low key, pretty decent year. It is. Like, it's just you're hard not like to put him in there. Not startable right now, but like if Cooks got He's traded, targets. Yeah, it's a dynasty situation for sure. Yeah. So Titans. Yes. All right. Houston Guys, stays the course. 
We got the Dolphins and the Lions at Ford Field in Detroit. It is a noon game, and it is played in a dome. And this game has the highest over-under of the slate at 51.5. So Vegas likes a shootout, and so do I. Guys, Jared Goff is the QB for the Lions. He used to play in L.A. Kaiser White also played in L.A. and is now a Philly Eagle. Boom. Great connection. Wow, you're right. He did. Anyway, uh, well, God, oh my God, this is great. Anyway, Dolphins, Tua Taglavolia. That is, I did not pronounce that correctly. Bomber, correct. Tunga, Tunga Viola. I don't care. Uh, he did fine in his return and shockingly had four interceptions that were dropped. So he's lucky. Um, it is the Lions here. Uh, so you're rolling them out there, kind of candidate. But uh, expect some interceptions, even with a pretty bad Lions secondary. Pretty much expect interceptions every week. But the thing is, he's still got Tyree Kill. He's still going to throw for a lot of yards. You should be all right. Uh, Gusecki, tight end-wise, uh, I, I had a, we literally told people on the live stream like a couple times, do not start Gusecki. He doesn't – Tua doesn't like him. He doesn't use him. He's a sit. Although, with this week, who knows? It's the Lions. But I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of Tyree Kill streaking down the field. Uh, on the Lions side – I feel bad for really anyone who started golf in these last two weeks. Uh, and maybe we just, when we get Swift and Amon Ra, we start playing him, but let's, let's look at, look at the injury report. If Swift and Amon Ra are playing, I think golf is worth the start, but if both of them or one of them are not starting, no. Uh, Hawkinson is unfortunately a must start, but because basically just because of the lack of tight end production out there. Uh, but after his breakout game, he has had five catches in two games. So don't expect that 30 bomb. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Mostert is my ultimate awesome possum actually behind Derrick Henry because that's my ultimate. But he is a great awesome possum this week. 71% of the snaps last week and gets the second worst matchup on the slate for rushing defenses. Five targets last week also. So he's being used in the pass game. He's a high-end RB2 for me this week. Get him in your lineups. For the Lions, bro, I don't even know anymore. We have Williams, Justin Jackson, Craig Reynolds getting work with Swift out. Swift was close to returning last week, and then he didn't return. So assuming he plays, he gets a tough matchup, and I still expect him to be eased in because clearly he is not 100%. But the Lions will need to keep pace with the Dolphins. So Swift into PPR, his passing game work is going to be essential if the Lions want to win. Everyone else at this point, I assume, I guess his Swiss back Williams is going to go back to being used more, but it kind of just seems like a complete clusterfuck at this point in time on that one. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it's All bad. Right. For the Lions, you are going to use Amonra St. Brown if he's healthy. That is not a uh, non-negotiable. He, if he's out there, you're going to have to use him. Yes, he may get banged up in the game, Joe calls him the wobbliest player in football. Um, is. That is a perfect answer. You know, it's a perfect thing to say about him. Um, on the Carolina side, not Carolina side of things. Whew, looking ahead again. My bad. Dolphin side of things. Uh, obviously, Waddle is still getting his. He's finding a really good spot over the middle from Tua. Um, and Tyreek Hill, who is currently on pace to break Calvin Johnson's receiving record, um, is definitely going to be usable in this game. I think that our boy Tyreek may be going for the record and he is completely usable. 
Shocker. My favorite thing is Tyreek Hill is going to be like, yeah, see, Tua was good, even though he's going to throw for like 50 interceptions this year. Once, good old Jamie once, Swinston. once he gets more uh, receiving yards than he ever got with Pat Mahomes, he's going to be flexing that very hard. That's uh, so dumb. Uh, good luck <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, sorry, you won't be there. Uh, who you guys got winning this game? Dolphins. Dolphins. I got the Lions. I'm I'm not done off the train, and I don't think the Dolphins are that good. I just well, I don't think Tua is that good. My apologies. The problem is with Tua, uh, they they are really good, and I just don't know how Mike McDaniel, this wizard, has has done it. But he has made a bad quarterback into a good quarterback. Shocking. He attended Hogwarts, you know. Exactly. I would not be shocked. He looks like a Harry Potter. I'm sorry, they barely beat the Steelers. I don't want to hear that they look really good with Tua. He would totally be a helpful pub guy. First game back from concussions. That's yeah, multiple. Okay. Well, hopefully he doesn't get another one. Anyway, multiple concussions into the Panthers at the Falcons, a division game at Mercedes Benz Stadium. We got another dome here, so don't worry about that weather. A lot of domes this week, honestly, but uh, 41.5 over under, and this game's played at noon. Um, <laughs> this will be quick for me, guys. Don't worry about that. Uh, Josh, Panther- before you get going, before you get going sorry, real quick. Right, I'll stop. The Panthers are based out of Charlotte, and they also have a backup center, Cam Jurgens, who is number 51, and Devonta Smith, who is number six. Now, how far is Charlotte from Philly? It's 516 miles. Boom. Thank you. Philly. I really appreciate that. I didn't have that worked out. I apologize. I did not come prepared Cam for this Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens. He it's is the replacement for Jason Kelsey, so I really appreciate you bringing up the Eagles. Uh, so the Panthers are good somehow after trading McCaffrey. Uh, you still don't want to start Tommy Tremble or PJ Walker, but you know, good for them guys. Good for them. Uh, and then Atlanta, this is actually, this could be a really good game because both these teams are pretty bad. I don't, I don't trust it. Uh, but Mariota, he's getting benched soon. So just go ahead and drop him. Do not play him ever again. Um, and just hope that Kyle Pitts can get utilized correctly. Eventually start, Start pits. I don't know, man. You you guys have seen the stats. Do whatever you want to do. I don't Fair start enough. pits. I'm not. Doing <laughs> it, but... All right. So running back, Sheva and Foreman are both very usable. Both averaged over seven yards per carry against a tough Tampa Bay defense. Um, what we're seeing here is a Panthers team that is planning on just running through everyone because they have PJ Walker as their quarterback. The Falcons are actually ranked eighth against the run this year, which I did not think because they seem worse than that. Um, But they seem to be Chuba Foreman, assuming Chuba plays, they seem to be in a split. So I'm not super high on either one until we see how that shakes out. The Falcons get a great matchup against the Panthers. Uh, Patterson is not allowed back until next week, but we do have the potential return of Damian Williams in this one. If he returns, I expect them to go pretty much right back to him because he was a starter week one. If not, I guess Algier is usable, but not confidently. I would absolutely bench every Falcons running back at this point. Fair enough. Um, on on to the wide receiver portion of this. Falcons side of things, Drake London, sure. I don't like Mariota, and I don't think he's a very good quarterback. So you're just hoping on eventually, you know, Drake London being able to boost that offense up maybe when Ritter gets in there we can get a little bit more of that but for now probably not but you you may have to 
Um, on the Panther side of things, my last awesome possum play of the week is DJ Moore. And the reason is the Falcons are 31st against pass uh, against fantasy players this season. Um, I actually think that this is a good spot for this Panthers pass attack to um, take apart potentially the secondary, which is very banged up. They lost AJ Terrell as well in this last game. Um, Jamar Chase obviously did Jamar Chase things last week. So I think you could get the light version of that from DJ Moore. I mean, Joe Burrow literally just threw for like 356 yards in the first half against this pass defense. So if PJ Walker ever was going to have a good game that you could actually use DJ Moore for, I think this is it. And so I think DJ Moore, awesome possum play of the week. I love it, man. So glad draw. Muted so we can't talk. Um, no, Panthers win, honestly. I think Panthers are set up to win this football game. You like Panthers here? Josh still muted himself, which I'm happy that he's talking while he's still muted. I really appreciate that. Basically, I just was saying that I don't understand the DJ Moore love, but you know what I do understand? Both of these teams are terrible, and that's what I love about this week all around is just that most of the matchups are at least pretty decent or at least like good games like fantasy-wise. This is going to just – this might be a shootout. It might be one one to nothing, like, and that's not even possible. One that's to a, nothing? That's, that's exactly – that's exactly what the I, old one to nothing shootout. You don't know what's going to happen. This game could be zero to zero at half, or it could be like just 50 to I 60. I'm going to bet green on this one in roulette easily. and just call it a tie. I call it a tie as well. I don't want either one of these teams. I still think the Panthers it. are a good football team. I mean, they're like literally if they could get anything from the quarterback, they are a good football team. That's asking a lot from the Panthers. And though. apparently they just got rid of their worst player because they won immediately. We're spending a lot of time on this game. We don't care about it. All right. Commanders, Colts, up. Lucas Oil Stadium. It's in a dome. It's a low over under at 40. The Commanders play in the same division as Philly. Oh, I was just going to say this is the battle of the – past quarterbacks but the they're past both on. They're, both, they're both not playing so no Foles <laughs> or Wentz so it's not really the same hey, battle it would have been Wentz and Foles are backing up each other in this game that's what you guys should have said there they're backing go. backing up the other quarterbacks in this game maybe we wouldn't both, have said it that way though yeah they're they're backing into each other anyway Taylor Heineke <laughs> started a bit shaky but honestly I think Taylor Heineke's startable like I think every not redraft, but definitely dynasty. Like if you're in a weird situation, I hope you got Heineke uh, was averaging about 20 plus points a game last year when he was starting, came off a little shaky, but they won the game. So uh, I think let's see where this is going to take us. I'm not, I'm not personally starting him, but this game just, it seems juicy. Uh, Sam Ellinger. Let's just see what he's got first. Let's, let's not get too excited. Uh, Logan Thomas. We're hoping he can return, but it looks like he's probably going to be out again. Um, averaging five to six targets a game over the last two years when he is healthy. So when he gets back, if he gets back, you should play him, but not yet. Uh, and then no tight end is worth rostering on uh, Indy, but I will say I do like the idea of grabbing Jelani Woods as a stash because Ellinger might have a repertoire with him on the practice squad slash backup team. So uh, we don't know. He might like a tight end, and maybe we'll actually get clarity on one tight end in Indy after this. He is a mountain of a human being. I like Jelani Woods. That was my favorite tight end coming out. So, 
Yeah, mine too. I also like Cole Turner at Washington. He's a pretty good stash right now with their problems. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not like excited about starting a second string tight end. No, I'm not either. But we gonna we under the running backs here? I think so, yeah. but Yeah, uh, the Colts have to run JT into the ground with Ellinger, Ellinger starting. The Commanders are nothing special against the run, so JT has to be used confidently in this matchup. The Commanders are where it gets murky. The Colts are a favorable matchup, but I don't know how you can start these guys confidently. Robinson is getting about 50% of the action and doing nothing with it. Gibson is looking awesome, but only playing 35% of the time. And McKissick is in there just to muddy things up further. I view Robinson as a low, low RB2 this week, and Gibson as a usable running back four until we can start to figure out what's going on here. Isn't it hilarious how like bad uh, McKissick has been? I mean, I know they have two running backs at this point, but like even before Brian Robinson came back, McKissick has like done basically nothing at this point. And it's like, well, they tendered this offer for no reason. It's funnier because they literally drafted Jahan Dotson to do what they wanted McKissick to do. So it's like, why did you do both? Just either take one or don't. Like, I don't, I, guess, I don't know. I don't know. Why I guess do. they just really didn't like the fact of a uh, pass catching back going to Buffalo. They were just like, no, we're taking it back. I guess so. Um, all right. On the pass catching side of things, wide receivers. Do not start Paris Campbell. I know it was cute last week with his 12 targets and his 10 catches, and we it looked hilarious, and we were all having fun. It's not – no, don't do that this week, though. It's 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 not a consistent – Paris Campbell is Paris Campbell, and he, he is not going to be usable this week. Do not try it. Uh, Pittman is going to be usable. I think if anything, Ellinger is going to probably try to lock in on him and the tight ends. Um, and then Alec Pierce – Touchdown dependent wide receiver. Don't think you're going to probably use him this week. I don't really know how they're going to score points. I don't really like Ellinger, but you know somebody's got to catch a ball. Um, on the Washington side of things, st- throw Scary Terry out there. He's got a good rapport with Heineke and Curtis Samuel uh, did just as well with you know without the touchdown, obviously, but he was still very targeted by Heineke and seems to have the trust. Yeah. I, I I do have to agree with you on the Paris Campbell thing. It's it's cute, but literally eleven and twelve targets the last two games. Like it's it's dangerous. Like people are looking at that and they go, "Oh shit, I gotta start him." He's the yeah. wide receiver there. So many people are all over Paris Campbell right now, and it's just setting it up for a bad week. So I can't. Stay away. We've we've seen too much from Paris Campbell. We've 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 seen his his work. It's not special. I will it's say- weird that he breaks out when Pierce is there. Well, not even breaks yeah. out, but he has a good game when Pierce is there because all the other opportunities he's had to be a one or a two, but apparently he's a really good four. I'd say breakout, 18 and 20 points for a guy who's never scored more than three. I mean, yeah, it's pretty big. Just kidding. I, that's, that's, that'll, that's be, that'll be the end of that, I think. Yeah. No, I actually <laughs> do like Alec Pierce, though, too, because I feel like he's looked really good. And um, let's see what Ellinger has, obviously, but I would, Pittman's the only start there. So uh, who you got winning this game? Washington. Commanders, I got Colts. Jonathan Taylor finally gets back to normal, and maybe that's just That'd me talking. Nice. Although he's their curse if they can't win with him. Yeah, maybe they yeah, can't they win with, with Matt Jackson Ryan at the helm because Wentz did just fine with Jonathan Taylor. So it's the JT curse. All right, on to London, where the Jacksonville Jaguars will take this abs- take on this absolute menace in Russell Wilson. I don't know if you saw this tweet today. But apparently, they're on the flight over there while everybody else was sleeping. 
this motherfucker is doing high knees in the plain walkway, uh, just trying to stretch himself out and get himself ready and in shape for the game. What an asshole. That is the worst thing I've ever heard someone to do to a full plane of people. You know, you're already worried about getting like hit with the little cart with like the drinks and stuff. That is already a problem. Now you've got this guy doing high knees in the plane walkway. What a disaster. Horrible teammate. I can understand that these guys probably already don't like him. He's going to wear out his welcome. That's all I got to say. I don't have Especially any on a flight to Europe, that. man. Those are like the worst damn dude, flights. It's nobody likes those flights. Just take a nap, dude. Take a couple yes. Benadryls and sleep. Put nobody wants to be on a plane for on, six hours. Eat your goddamn Subway sandwich that you got in dry as hell. Probably didn't have any sauce on it. And just chill. Don't do high knees and stretches in the... No. You're ruining it for everyone. Two things about this really quick. Um, One, London, we're very, very sorry that you have to have this game on your home field. Yeah, And two, London is the location of Benjamin Franklin's last standing residence that hasn't been demolished yet. You know what Ben Franklin also was? He was the postmaster, the first postmaster of Philadelphia. It's crazy. (laughs) And also, Alex Singleton is a beast among men on the Broncos. Used to be on the Eagles. Good time. I couldn't tackle on the Eagles, though. Um, Billy, did you have one? No. No, I don't. (laughs) Anyway, Broncos and Jaguars, worst game. That's why it's last. If you're still with us, I apologize. This is just bad. London game. uh, One thing is, one good thing you'll get out of this is Dolch is just the man. You're riding the hot streak here, and you're hoping that if Russ comes back, he's still the man that we know and love. Uh, I'm assuming Russ is coming back if he's traveling and doing high knees in the airplane. Uh, but I didn't know at the time of writing this. So you're rolling Dolchich. You're rolling Dolchich out there. Do not start Russell. Just drop him. No, don't drop him. But I would. I did actually. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, sit whoever you want or start for the Broncos. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know, man. You guys can finish that out. But uh, Trevor Lawrence does quietly have four starts of twenty plus. Uh, so you're rolling him out there, and I just love the fact that someone started Matt Ryan over Trevor Lawrence. Picked up Matt Ryan out of free agency, so I couldn't have him to start Trevor Lawrence. I got the dub. He lost. Uh, anyway, yeah, Broncos defense is good, so roll with Lawrence, and I don't, I don't really like the Jaguars tight end, so no. Dolchich had nine targets last week. That's just out of nowhere, man. I'm glad That's he's good. getting used here. Yeah. So message to Denver. Goddamn Broncos, just stop it. I watched one drive <laughs> of this game last week and I saw all three backs used in a completely unpredictable rotation. Gordon, I guess, is usable. I cannot tell you guys to start any of these guys on the Broncos. So we'll get past that one pretty quick. Etienne gets a tough matchup here. The Broncos are allowing receptions, though. So maybe we get to see him involved in the passing game. I like Etienne here. He really showed out last week. Uh, Hasty and Snoop Connor are guys that need to be rostered. But do not use them this week. That's fair. Um, on the wide receiver front, don't expect any of the Jaguars wide receivers to get over 100 yards as the Broncos still, I don't think, have let up one this season. I would have to double-check the Chargers are the only ones I'm not sure of, which, nope, they didn't either. So, haven't let up a 100-yard wide receiver this entire season so far. Pat Sertain in those guys, that secondary is locked down. So, you're going to get cheap, you know, short-yarded situations from the Jags. So, 
that kind of screams more to Joe's guy at the end rather than these wide receivers on the Broncos side of things. Um, Jerry Judy, this could be the last game he is as a Bronco. We all think that would be the stupidest decision ever by the Broncos, but Hey, he might get out there and he might have a game against the Jaguars defense. Um, Sutton, I predicted a top 10 wide receiver a year. And as Joe's yawn tells me that is the Broncos offense in a nutshell there, as long as the wide receivers are not being used, it's just not, you know, you're going to use tight ends and you're going to use running backs. This is not going to be a good wide receiver game all around. I'm just, I'm sorry, London. You're not going to get to see any flashy wide receiver performances in this game. I'm sorry. I actually kind of forgot about Evan Ingram. Who's actually doing decent for some reason. He looks weird without long hair. He needs to grow his hair back out. I hope you're listening <laughs> to this. Evan Ingram. And he looks small. We're all like, who the hell is that? I and, dude. Every know, time I'm like, Evan- Oh, that's Evan Ingram. I ever think well, it was DJ Chark's number. So I'm like, Oh, DJ Chark's back. Cool. Good to see. They should have kept him. Uh, but yeah, no, ugly game. I don't care who wins. Nobody wins this game. All that loses is Actually, London. No, no. Yeah, I was about to say, London loses. Yes, London loses. This I is like a the tie Jags. game. I'm going to go with the Jags. Yeah, I hope so yeah. because I need my Jags bet to pay off of them winning the division, which is still in reach, by the way. Shockingly. Two and, it's garbage. Two, two and five, and they are within reach of the division. All right. Well, right, anyway. Guys. Anything else for you guys you want to wanna touch on for the people? Let's go through the no. awesome possum lineup. Oh, yeah, awesome possum lineup. Real quick here, and uh, we'll let these good people get on with their day. So, yeah, guys, the quarterback, run. we got Kirk Cousins, running back, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. Wide receivers are DJ Moore, Chris Olave, and Wandale Robinson. Tight end is Irv Smith Jr. Flex is Raheem Mostert, and the defense is the Bills. I also did put Dolchich if you need as an awesome possible. Shut up with Dolchich. I'm saying you can. He's still cheap. He's cheap for one more week. Let's let it go. <laughs> it is. It literally is one more week. He was yeah. like, I. He was the awesome possum play last week, and he delivered. I mean, 11 points from a tight end with you know Mark Andrews only getting two last week. That and was he, he, play, he was in me. the. He was in the. You have to scroll down through the three thousands and shit. Like it's just at the bottom, which is great. Exactly. Anyway. Good night. Bye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.